Welcome to the weekend edition of the Modern Maker Podcast. We have Chris here from Four Eyes Woodworking. How's it going? And Mike from Modern Builds. What's up? Great intro. And, well, you know, I'm, I'm a pro. And from <laughs> what I understand, before we continue with a little bit of friendly banter about our, our weekend plans, uh, we're going to be, this is going to be followed up by an interview that Chris has with another Chris. Chris, who are you interviewing? So I'm interviewing another Chris. So it's going to be Chris and Chris. It's going to be a confusing one. And it's uh, Chris, or I guess Christiana. She says her name actually in the interview. She'll she'll explain. We talk about our names a little bit right in the beginning. But yeah, from the channel Get Hands Dirty. Um, really cool. Really to, cool channel. Yeah, I've been watching yes. her for a long time. Um, yep. You know, we shot a couple emails back and forth a few months after I got into it, and uh, it was cool to finally get to talk to her. So that was the, this was the first time that I actually spoke to her in real time. So you'll get to uh, listen to that awkwardness as we experienced it. That's awesome. Me and Christiana <laughs> kind of came out literally like at the same time making videos, like within a month of each other. So we're kind of like homies in that way. Yeah. We kind of, re- we each kind of like got a couple milestones, like our first thousand and 10,000 kind of take like right real parallel with each other. So you're yeah. Like, yeah. You're like the same freshman class together. Exactly. Yeah. We're like the set. We're like the third generation of YouTubers, you know? Yeah, she does really awesome stuff. Yeah, absolutely, uh, yeah. Looking forward to hearing the interview. And uh, what are you guys' weekend plans? Hit it, Chris. Oh, boy. I am going to Sizzler. <laughs> I, could... no, I don't know. Nice. <laughs> Do they still have Sizzlers? <laughs> there we is got one. A, There's one out here. The old Western Sizzler? Western? Yeah. Oh, that's what we have. We don't have anything called Sizzler. We have Western Sizzler. <laughs> Never been to different. one. But bu- are different. they buffets? Is a sizzler yes. a buffet? Yeah, that's man. what it is. I bet it's just rebranded out here to make it sound Western, a little more oh, like man. they weren't and just maybe a here buffet. Just... They have like they had a buffet option. Okay, too. yeah, I've never been to one, but <laughs> it's like the classic, uh, like after church, you it go was like there. The, it was like Applebee's before Applebee's existed. Ooh, the OG I've Applebee's. never been to an Applebee's. Well, you're not missing much. I've only been a couple times. Yeah, I, I'm a big TGI Fridays type of guy. No. Uh, <laughs> Should we mention our sponsors, <laughs> no, no, Applebee's, no. TGI Fridays, and Sizzler? Another yeah, round of mudslides for Mike. <laughs> I just love that that little scene in the movie Click with Adam Sandler where they're talking about going and like getting out of this meeting so they can go do shots at TGI Fridays. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? I've not watched that movie. But Mike, have you seen White <laughs> oh, Man, man Can't Jump? Good. Uh, no. A little See, before my time, one, I guess. A, there's a big Sizzler scene in, a, in White Man Can't oh. Jump. So what we're saying is that our generic American restaurants are tied into movie references from our generations. That's yep, pretty boom. much. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. Other than that, weekend plans. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else, man. All I'm doing is learning it up. Apparently, uh, this weekend I'm just going to be building those Gaga pits. I'm going to be. I'm. I'm assuming, obviously, because we're recording this a little bit in the past. I have yet to weld at the time that I'm saying this. I'm imagining I'm going to come across a complication or two in the process. <laughs> so I've set aside a little extra time for that. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I'm still welding. If not, great. I hope I'm not. He's ahead but of schedule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're listening to this and I'm not welding, then congrats to me because I'm ahead of schedule. Congrats. What about you, Mike? Ben? Yeah, right. <laughs> you did great. I will you be will working, did great. I will be working on a piece for the upcoming gallery show that I have. Nice. Um, so... It's hard to describe what it is, but I'll tell you some of the steps, and hopefully they'll build intrigue, and I'll be, as usual, uh, posting clues to what I'm building on my Instagram stories. 
So I bought a giant antique armor, which is going to be where this part starts. So I'm not starting from raw material. I'm actually starting with a finished antique. Mm. Um, so it's, right now it's in the back of the car. It weighs over 100 pounds. It's huge. Uh, it's very ornate and Victorian looking. Hmm. Uh, is it in like pristine shape or is it a little, uh, little worn? It's in good shape. It's not actually, I don't think, that old. I think it's like a, uh, it's an expensive replicate. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's an expensive replication of a, of a real antique. So cool. it's well made. It's a, it wasn't cheap. Um, right. And it's in good shape. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it was meant to look a little bit older than it is with sort of, you know, the antiquing stains kind of things. So mm-hmm. um, I'll be working on that at the Autodesk Build Space. So they have Ooh. a big... That's another room. hint. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they have a big paint room, which is awesome because um, it's like massive and it's like walk-in <laughs> spray booth that sucks yeah. all the air. So for sanding paint for something, you know, sanding some of the finish down for this, uh, it'll be nice having that sort of, you know, air dust removal and air uh, purification. And then I'll be spray painting it all white. And I think that's probably as far as I'll get this weekend. Um but, uh, yeah, I think you might get some – I might drop a few other hints about what I'm going to turn it into. Sweet. Just getting out of your comfort zone a little bit, huh? Always. Nice. All right. Should we uh, pop into the interview? Let's yeah, get let's take it away, Chris in. and Chris. All right, Chris, <laughs> take it away. All right, so I'm here with Chris from Get Hands Dirty. Chris, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, Chris? <laughs> I know. You got double Chris here. Yeah. It's a, it's a very common name. I don't know how it is in uh, – in Portugal, but growing uh, up here, it was I was always like one of five Chris's in all my classes. No, it's not very common here. I mean, there are a few, but not too much. Yeah, it's not not that problem where you had to like come up with a nickname yeah. for yourself or anything. <laughs> yeah, and my name is actually uh, Cristiana, but uh-huh. um, there are mostly uh, Cristinas, so I often okay. get. Uh, Miss, how do you yeah. say uh, Miss? Yeah, it's like uh, here, it's like Christian or Christopher would be like the equivalent, yeah. I guess. But anyway, that's I guess that's enough talk about names. We're, we'll just both call ourselves Chris, so it'll get confusing sure. if there was. Luckily, there's no third person here, so it won't get too confusing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh, how's it going? Like, what are you what are you working on right now? Okay, I'm working on um, kind of a big project now. Yeah, uh, now I heard you say that. Are, are you allowed to talk about it? This isn't going to come out for a few weeks, so. Uh, okay, so it's fine because okay. uh, so I'm working on uh, a remodeling of my pseudo kitchen. Okay. <laughs> so uh, there's actually um, a wall that you never seen on the videos here. Uh-huh. Um, that's behind the two doors for the balcony, uh, and I have just a basic setup like a table and a refrigerator and uh, some cabinets with stuff. And Uh it's always a huge mess, and I just wanted to make it look much uh, more organized and, you know, look uh, make it look better better so I can actually put put the camera into... Yeah, put it on video. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to be embarrassed (laughs) about it. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm always struggling. Oh, I can't. Uh, put the camera on this direction because you will see yeah. like my trash <laughs> can or <laughs> or a pack you know, of water bottle bottles or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually I'm sure you get this question a lot, and that's always something that I wonder when I watch your videos because 
the space that you're working in is very intriguing. Like it looks to to me, a viewer, it looks like you're mixing or working on a mix of like a balcony that's outside of your workshop. But then your workshop looks like it's like a like a studio or like a studio apartment. Like mm-hmm. you like live and work in the same space. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually what what is happening. Uh, uh-huh. This used to be uh, an office at first. Uh, that's how I rent it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the first time that I've... Uh, no, at, at first when I came here, I came with more three friends. So we shared this place as fine, fine art students. Okay. And um, after a few months or a few like an year um Uh they wanted to leave so uh i had another colleagues here and then just everyone left and i kept the place so i've been here for about 10 years now oh wow (laughs) yeah that's quite a lot of time and you can actually see the progress of how the space uh, have been looking d- during all these years yeah. in 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 the first episode of the loft bed slash workspace series, uh-huh. and on that series is actually when I built the the space where I'm right now, which has yeah, um, like the desk code yeah, area desk. kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I have a bed on top of that. That's cool because that. That really provides a lot of opportunities since you live in where you work. It provides a lot of opportunities for you to make content that's, you know, if it was me doing the same thing, it would just be making upgrades to the garage, upgrades to the garage, which, Mm -hmm. you know, can kind of get boring and repetitive. But for you, since you actually live there, it gives you a lot of opportunities to make aesthetic, you know, pretty things, but then very functional things that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very challenging because I just don't want to make things um quick and easy uh you know most of the times i need to think yeah aesthetically like you're saying because i don't want to be uh, spending 24 hours in a place that looks like rubbish so yeah that's a good point there it puts like an extra importance on every little thought that you have because you're going to be living with it constantly and also i would guess that space is at a premium so you don't want to just like make something that isn't really right for the the environment. So I guess let, let's kind of go back to early on when you started doing this. So I think I kind of stumbled across your channel pretty much at the exact same time that I started putting videos up. But I guess, I don't know, maybe you can just talk about how you got into it, um, either making or then how you came to start putting videos on YouTube. Okay, so I started making uh, since... I was a young kid, really. Uh-huh. Uh, I always used to make uh, gifts for family and closer friends. And uh, as I uh, as I grew up, I started to make objects and I don't know a lot of things that uh, didn't have a specific purpose, uh, right. and they weren't for anyone specifically. So I guess that just led me into studying arts and uh-huh. so I, I graduated on sculpture in fine arts faculty here okay. in Porto that's where I live I'm from Portugal uh-huh. and um, but how I got into this video making thing um, I've always enjoyed making different things so even in faculty 
I didn't just make uh, three-dimensional objects. I always wanted to incorporate other medias, like uh -huh. working video and incorporating video projections or even monitors or whatever okay. in, in the objects, or uh, working sound and music and um, photography, whatever. So right. I've always enjoyed making different things, and... Um, I guess that was the principle to get me into making these videos uh, because I'm working, I'm making three-dimensional stuff, but at the same time I'm working the video part right. and all the editing and making, I don't know, sometimes a few small animations and right. there, there's a lot of things to, to care about and uh, so my brain is not just stuck in one type of process. So it's basically just a, a platform to to take all of those interests that you had and combine them into making one thing, which I guess, you know, the main part of whatever you're doing is the video because that's the part that yeah. the world is going to consume. Exactly. Yeah, that's how I see my work currently. Uh, if, if I was going to call, uh, let's say, a work of art uh, right. to anything that I do, it would be the video and not the object itself. Yeah, um, the I always think about it the me, same way. Yeah. Are, are like they are the way of getting the final object, which is the video for me. Yeah, yeah. I always kind of think about it as that the whatever you're making is the subject of the video, but then the video is the actual project because, mm -hmm. like I was saying, that's what the people are going to see. I mean, yeah. you know, a very small group of people are going to be the, or especially for you, it's pretty much going to live in your in your studio slash home. So mm -hmm. you're pretty exactly. much the only one who's going <laughs> to see the project itself. Yeah, yeah I guess yeah. and your friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you make them wear a blindfold when they come over or something. Say, hey, you're not allowed to see it. Only on video. Mm. <laughs> no. Okay. So then, um. so then going back, so you said you were studying yeah. sculpture mm -hmm. when you were in school. Was there a thought at that time? Like, was there ever a different kind of a career trajectory that you saw yourself mm. having? Uh, not exactly. I mean, the only time that I actually... Um, thought about something concrete in my future. Uh, it had nothing to do with sculpture. It had to do with music. So okay, uh, I kind of yeah. I've seen you play the drums. Of, <laughs> yeah, I play a few instruments, but mostly drums. And I've I play guitar for uh, a lot more time than I play drums. But uh -huh. somehow it just um, I just it didn't I didn't progress as much in the guitar. Okay. Um, so would so, you consider drums your main instrument then? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we got to, uh, like, everybody that I talk to that's in this space, mm -hmm. they're all musicians also. They all used to play music. I'm like, man, we got to start, like, a, yeah, there a, are a lot of YouTube makers, makers so, band yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's into it, it seems like. Yeah, I actually had that idea once, and I... And I wrote an email to David Picciotto. <laughs> it was just when I started up the channel, uh, yeah. asking if he was like interested in the idea. Of course, um, he didn't mean to be rude, but he said like he had a lot of things to think about. So. <laughs> well, maybe now but, uh, we'll we'll put it out there. I, I'm I'm in, Chris. If you want to do it, if you want to start a okay. band, I'll, I'll be part of it. Yeah, we'll get David cool. on. Guitar, you're on drums. I, I can play bass or drums or keyboards or whatever. Whatever you guys need, I'll fill in. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, we'll start. What what should our name be? Uh, the YouTubers. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll come up with something better. Yeah. So, yeah. So, career trajectory. Go ahead. So, uh, I never... 
I guess I live uh, day after day mostly. Okay. I don't yeah. create like these big expectations um, for the future. I mean, I, I expect a lot from me. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm kind of a perfectionist, but um, I just I don't I don't dream uh, <laughs> specific things. Okay, so, so you just kind of seeing yeah. where it takes you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But yeah. when I finished school, uh, it was uh, 2012. I just I I've, I I'm not saying that I felt lost, but uh, I wasn't getting anywhere um, mm -hmm. because. When, when you're studying art, you're supposed to be an artist and you're not supposed, let's say, to work to anybody. You know, it's right. You are your own boss and you're supposed to come up with these creations and right. and try to put them on galleries and museums and all that stuff. Um, and I wasn't getting much of that. So, mm -hmm. and at the same time, Uh, I started to to watch a lot of YouTube, <laughs> yeah. And I guess it was when I was finishing uh, on on the fifth year. Um, I I found a few channels back then, like seven years ago, I think, or six. Yeah. Uh, so the, m most of us weren't making videos yet. I just found yeah. like Steve Ramsey and Wood Whisper. Um, yeah. So I, I got really engaged with this technique somehow, with this media, uh -huh. with this woodworking thing that I never uh, thought of. I never had this passion to work with wood and have all this machinery and, you know, that that, that never happened to me. And, and that's, that's actually uh, pretty weird because as an art student, I've always worked from the idea and I, I never worked from the um, the material mm -hmm. and I guess that still does but suddenly when watching all these videos I wanted the the technique itself I wanted to learn all these ways of making things uh, mm -hmm. I don't know what things but you know to create all the environment uh, where I could start creating things um yeah so yeah that's how i fell in love like with table saws and <laughs> and all the power, power tools, tools yeah. and 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 now recently some hand tools i'm starting to uh, yeah. collect a few hand tools yeah um, so you just keep adding to the stable yeah. of different things that you have at your exactly. disposal and you can get more yeah. and more creative from there yeah. so let me ask you this so how long have you how long ago was it that you put up your first video It was on March 2015, so, okay, so uh, two years ago, basically. A little bit over two years, okay. Yeah. So would you say that at that time, and I know you said you don't really have expectations for things, but do you mm -hmm. think that where you are now, that it's surpassed what you would have thought it, could, it would have been? Or, like, I don't know, what was your kind of frame of mind when you were at that time? Um, well, I, I never think that, uh, oh, one day I'm going to achieve... Uh, 100 subscribers, 1,000, whatever. Right. Um, of course, in the back of my head, um, I know, I, I kind of know that someday that might happen, but right. um, I, I didn't create... Didn't focus on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, w when I hit the 100,000 subscribers, um, 
of course it was it wasn't uh like a huge surprise because I was seeing the numbers raising right. on on the previous yeah, you're months building and days towards and, it for months and yeah. months and then it felt good but it didn't feel like like a yeah. a, a pri- like winning uh I don't know <laughs> yeah it didn't um, feel like a, a an ending point or whatever mm, oh yeah no I, no definitely not yeah. yeah I know sometimes yeah like because I, I just passed that a, like, I don't know a couple weeks ago and um it's funny, like, I think when I started, I had that as, like, kind of one of my initial goals was to get there. And then you focus on the numbers a lot, or at least I did. I focused on the numbers a lot, getting there, and then you hit it, and it's kind of like, all right, well, it's just a number. Like, you know, it's not like these things just switch yeah. once you, you cross that. Now, you know, everything's different for you all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. It, it, so it is kind of no. a weird feeling when you yeah. focus on that, and then really nothing happens when you cross it. Yeah, it's it's like your birthday, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, if you're yeah, a lot 31 people, or 32, th- yeah. there's no real difference. And a lot of people just ask this silly question. So how do you feel now that you have, let's say, 18 years old? And right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the somehow same thing. the same. Yeah. It's just a number. <laughs> so I guess let's go back. So more questions that I have kind of about where you're working. So one of the really interesting videos for me was the one that you did. Is it called a terrarium? Mm-hmm. The um you know, you put it out a couple months ago. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because, you know, you could hear all the detail of like the city and stuff when you were working out on your patio. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like you're like in a, I don't know, like a city square or something. Like I could hear like music <laughs> off in the background yeah. and stuff. Well, uh, I'm actually on the main street uh, okay. of Porto. It's it's like the commercial street with uh-huh. all the, those shops. And during the day, it's really busy. There's a lot of uh, cars and part of the of the street is it's just for um, how do you say for, for traffic pe- uh, for no for yeah, just uh, walking walking <laughs> yeah not not for driving not for driving exactly okay uh, but the 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 part of the street um, uh, in front of my of my uh, place is uh-huh. it has cars so uh, okay. the cars are allowed to to, to be here. And there's a lot of buzzes, and uh, because Porto is recently becoming more and more touristic, there there uh-huh. are even more like um, weird vehicles, like trains with wheels, uh, oh, wow. where tourists are just you know yeah. <laughs> passing by and waving their hands. <laughs> <laughs> How high up um, are you? I'm in the fifth floor, which okay. is the last one from this building. Yeah. Okay, you're on the top. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, because it looks like you're high up in, in the, uh, w- you know, in what I can see from the shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then you don't have to worry about, like, tourists driving by and be like, hey, it's Chris. I recognize you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got actually recognized twice. <laughs> oh, wow. By f- foreign people, yeah. <laughs> where, were th- where were they from? Were they American? Uh, no, they were uh, both from uh from france and i've I've met a few more uh, fans uh one Mm -hmm. from germany and another one from france Um, nice yeah (laughs) yeah it's always interesting like you know right now obviously we're meeting for the first time but we've spoken through emails and everything but it's always funny especially because i was watching youtube for such a long time before i got into making stuff to now kind of like be in that fraternity with people and and then get to talk to them and have conversations with them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's kind of surreal 
to talk to the people that you've been watching for such yeah. a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, I guess that I don't feel that much with you. I don't know why. I'm not big enough of a star. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not that. I actually have you in in uh, big consideration, um, but um, I don't know. It's y you don't. Um, how do you say? Not intimidating. Um, e exactly. You don't there intimidate you me as much. <laughs> well, you better watch uh, out. If I ever meet you in real life, you're gonna be scared. Uh, Just joking. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, I think we could hang out a few times if we lived close. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we could uh, start that band that we're always talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like for me, actually. So earlier this week, I interviewed Mark, the Wood Whisperer, mm -hmm. and I had been watching him for forever. So, like, I can tell when I listened back to the podcast that I'm really speaking fast, which I, I tend to do sometimes anyway. But I could tell listening to it that I'm oh I'm nervous like you can just oh. hear that different like <laughs> cadence in my voice just because yeah yeah I mean not that he's a tv star or anything but I've been watching him for such a long time and then to actually meet him it's like whoa this is weird <laughs> yeah it's, it's like he's like a, a monster in, in our makers <laughs> community uh like uh, in a good way of course yeah he's, he's one of the one of the first it's yeah one of the first if not the first uh i mean of course jim darissa was here but uh, educationally i think yeah he was probably the first and yeah yeah and uh, i think and also it it has a different place for me because it was when i was learning and i did a lot of the learning through mm -hmm. him like you know yeah. he was one of my main sources of information at that time yeah i did the same and um i've always been it's not just uh, what you learn from him it's also the quality of the videos um, mm -hmm. you know like five years ago th there wasn't much of that uh, right good good camera and good audio and and yeah. um, good sh showing of the process and you know I, I remember watching a bunch of videos with just a guy on his old gar garage uh, with a point shoot camera, with low yeah. lights, just making yeah. things with the camera in the same place for almost the, the whole time, and um, right. and he he felt almost like a TV show somehow. Right. So yeah, it was actually guess, like well produced. I guess yeah. Now it's funny because so he has like very much like a teaching style. Now I don't know what you consider yourself, but I consider myself as not a teacher. Like my videos, I always say that they're kind of entertainment disguised as a tutorial. Like it's really just more about like people enjoying watching somebody build stuff. And I think of your videos as kind of the same. Like, you know, they're mm -hmm. a lot of like detail shots and it's not you so much like, you know, talking to the camera and explaining how to do things. There's a few little tips that you can you can take away from it. But was that a... I guess, how did you find your style? Was that just something that naturally happened or was that um, something mm. that you really thought about going into to figure out your style? Mm, I guess that w when I started, I wanted to make something that wasn't exactly what I end up making. Uh -huh. um, and that happened because I thought, you know, I, I always wanted things to be a little more artistic than educational, maybe. Right. So I thought that I couldn't accomplish what I wanted to accomplish at first and I couldn't get in front of as many people if I just started to make like purely artistic 
artistic videos about things or uh, uh -huh. you know if if i did post let's say the the third episode of the love bed which in in which i have an, an introduction that is more poetic and you know conceptual um, as my first video that didn't work. I mean, uh, because no one knew about me. So I guess that in the back of my mind, I thought that I had to to make things in a way that I could grab people first. Right. And maybe me be more, um, I don't know. Maybe like approachable to people. So something that they could look yeah. at and be like, okay, I'll watch this. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not... Yeah, some like weird things straight off the bat. So kind of like an introduction exactly. to people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, th that's what I thought. That first I needed to grab people and then kind of educate them as I go mm -hmm. uh, and put out different content. Just a little a little bit of a difference every time. Almost, right. And, and until kind of I get to, into... to, yeah, to the point where I'm at and probably I will keep moving as I go. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't consider that I'm act, uh, today doing exactly what I... I mean, I'm doing what I want to be doing, but... Uh, but not that not... you'll be doing the same thing in five years from mm -hmm. now. It's going to keep, yeah. keep changing and evolving. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I think that's kind of my same... Like, if I look at my first video, it, it actually is kind of close to what I'm doing now, and that mm -hmm. just happened by chance, I think. But um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like it's a tighter version that I'm doing now, or you know, a better version of what I was doing then now, and hopefully that continues to happen. And, and I think that's what happens with everybody because, you know, just like you get better at making pieces of furniture through time, you also get better at how to tell the story and how to make the video. It's yeah, just, of course. You know, there's definitely a learning curve there, and something that we're all yeah. You know, even though it was an interest of yours, like you said, you probably didn't have like. A ton of technical background in it so mm -hmm. you're kind of figuring things out as you go yeah but i still do that like in, <laughs> in in most of the videos that you see me doing things i'm making them for the first time so yeah yeah same it me. still <laughs> happens a lot like the first time i shot a nail a nails through again it was yeah. on, on a video and cutting half lap joints and i don't know a lot of things yeah. um so those those things still happen um, uh -huh. But in uh, going back to to you and what your videos are and used to be, I guess that you have a very specific personality on your videos, and uh, mm -hmm. and you built that from from the begin fr from the first one. Uh, I think uh, you can. Yeah. Of course, you can probably tell that my f I don't know my first. <laughs> Because uh, it's 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 kind of weird for me to watch the first one, but you know uh -huh. the the second or the third or whatever, you can still see that okay, this is Krish, this is a get hands story video. But uh -huh. uh, in your case, I think it's it's really strong the, the uh -huh. personality and the way that that you do things. You know the type of camera angles and and the fact that you make a voiceover on top that's not um exactly a description of what's going on it's it's yeah it's a different uh text yeah it's uh, it's kind of philosophical most of the times and let me ask you this so yeah. then being that english is not your first language but you mm -hmm. chose to to do your videos in english 
Do you think that that hinders your ability to show your personality at all? Uh, a little. I don't know. <laughs> Never had a thought specifically on about that. But I used to to write a lot when I was younger, and uh -huh. you know, some poetry or some I don't know how to call it, some texts. And yeah. um, and I don't do that in English. The few times that I did that was on on the the loft bed episodes when the <laughs> the videos got a little bit more um poetic or philosophical yeah, deeper. In, in, deeper yeah in the beginning yeah. um but other than that i'm i'm kind of just uh, going through the the steps in a more descriptive way sometimes just adding some curiosities or something like right. that not yeah So when you so started doing it... Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so I was saying that uh, artistically, I'm not writing in English uh, as much, yeah. So then when you started doing it, how much... Or was there ever a time like where you went back and forth trying to decide, like, okay, should I narrate these things in English? Mm -hmm. Should I do them? Should I not talk at all? Mm -hmm. Like, was what kind of thoughts did you have at that time? Before beginning, I wanted... I didn't want to make voiceovers or anything like that. But then again, because I wanted to grab people and I thought that it was better because I don't know. <laughs> I just I just took it as a as an example. Bob Claggett, for example, that he narrates yeah. every single video and I see that people engage uh, right. m maybe better than other people that don't do voiceovers at all. So I just thought that maybe I should do that and I tried it and it wasn't that bad so I just kept doing that. But I have a few videos where I don't have uh, words in them. Yeah, mm, that terrarium so, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I chose to speak English mostly because all the vocabulary that I know about the woodworking okay yeah it's 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 in english because i watched everything right. that i learned was on youtube so yeah <laughs> yeah that's interesting so then it I, I essentially I yeah you learned woodworking in english exactly yeah i don't even know to say most of the things most of the techniques and even names for tools uh, i don't know how yeah. to say them in portuguese so it didn't make sense to go to the dictionary like a lot of times or even yeah I'm I'm sure that some of the words don't even exist, like pocket right. holes, for example. Yeah. Th there are no pocket holes in here, you know. <laughs> so, uh, and for example, Forstner bits, they just uh -huh. call them uh, like uh, router bits or something. Uh -huh. I mean, in Portuguese, but um, they yeah, it might I, just be even somebody's like yeah. last name or something. Who knows? <laughs> Bob Forstner. <laughs> Inventor of the Forstner bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but th there are a lot of tools that I don't I don't know the name and some of them don't have a specific translation to Portuguese. Yeah, so it just kind of made yeah. sense. So then, let me ask you this: I don't even know if you know this, but when you look at your analytics, like where's the bulk of your audience from? So the biggest percentage is from Europe. If you think of Europe, okay. like like if it was the United States, yeah, like yeah. Uh, but the but the sec in second place is uh, is the U.S. So uh -huh. as a country, uh, the U.S. is okay. Is where but at, okay. Is, yeah. <laughs> so as a territory, Europe, but as just one country, the U.S. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then there's the the, the other English speaking countries. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about are, Brazil? Is Brazil big for you? It's not extremely big because okay. I don't speak in Portuguese. Yeah, as you say, but otherwise still, it probably would be, huh? Yeah, but there's actually something funny or not that um, I get a lot of comments from Brazilian people telling me to speak in Portuguese, uh-huh. but I actually have a video that is narrated in Portuguese, and I got some comments from Brazilian people saying they, they couldn't understand anything. Oh, uh, <laughs> really? The it's like a different pro- accent? Yeah, and we we also have a few different words, and the accent is totally different, yeah. so they couldn't I know, understand. Like, my, my wife is Mexican, so she speaks Spanish. That was her first language. Mm-hmm. But then I know, yeah, like people from Spain speak Spanish differently than she does. Yes. Yeah, but but even in the U.S., you have different uh, yeah. accents, and yeah. we we also East Coast, have it, West Coast. Yeah, yeah, we also have that in Portugal, and yeah, we have like in in an island called Açores. People, if you hear some um, like a couple of people talking uh, with each other fast, you can you can almost understand anything. Yeah, because the accent is so different. Even yeah. though the words are pretty much the same, it's not like the Brazil. Uh, yeah, the words are the same, but the pronunciation is very, very different. That's interesting. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go back to the kind of project stuff. I know I mm-hmm. I recently watched, or I think you just put it out, like maybe yesterday, the the one where you built the grass box things for the mm-hmm. company. Yes. How how sick of building those boxes did you get? Making fifteen? Did you make fifteen of them? Yes, I did make fifteen of them. That's a lot. That's uh, a lot of rep- repetition. Yeah, um, I typically hate doing repetitive work, uh-huh. um, but I don't know. It was a commission, and uh, it's <laughs> uh, worth accepting. Uh-huh. So I did it. Uh, and at first it was just fine, like making all the cuts and the rabbits. But then mm-hmm. for the assembly, it started to become really tiring, not just because of making the same process over and over, but also because the boxes were quite big and heavy. Yeah. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm a very small and short person. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was really tiring physically, you know, because I had to pick them up and and pile them and yeah. uh, rotate them and doing 15 in a row. Every movement that I did, I almost did uh, with all of them. Uh, and at some point, I just didn't know what to do with them so I could move myself inside here. So I put yeah. half of them in, in the terrace and I thought I sh- uh, for, for finishing, I thought that I would just spray them with my sprayer gun. Yeah. But that didn't work very well. I don't know, my spray gun is is not that well. And uh, I got some drips. uh, So I just forget Uh that and went with the the roller. Yeah. And it worked really, really good. Uh, I got these rolls. How do you say The roll itself? Yeah, a roller. Mm. Uh, Yeah, the roller itself. It's meant to to be used specifically with varnish and... Uh It gives just a uh, very smooth and uh, finish. Yeah, to try that so. out sometime. <laughs> so then it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they use them. Maybe 
if you were bigger and they were easier to move around, it would have been cool to do like some kind of animation where like you could show all a bunch yeah. of different configurations, but you're yeah, just like, I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I had that idea at first, but then I was just so tired and I just wanted to get rid of that job because I needed to start this kitchen thing that I'm doing right now. Yes. So time was running out and uh, I just... <laughs> time to move couldn't. on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a project or video? So it could be something different, but anything that you're most proud of that's on your channel right now? Or, or yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it, that you're most proud mm-hmm. of. Um, I guess the whole loft bed slash workspace project uh-huh. um, is my favorite one, let's say. Because yeah. it was the most challenging, and that's actually something that I get to keep for myself. So mm-hmm. I keep using it and looking at it, and I'm not tired of it. And it's been about a year now, so it's, I think, yeah, I'm proud of that. And again, I, I'm very small and uh, fragile somehow, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's really nice to look at something that's this big. And, uh-huh. and and it worked and it's still pretty solid and good looking and yeah 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 that's a really great project I also really liked the one that you did a couple months ago with the the chair that could kind of like transition into like a bed and a chair oh yeah the small sofa yeah yeah I thought that was great mm-hmm. just because there was so many technical things that went into it it seemed like a very challenging project yes. so it was really cool to see it come together it also was, um, yeah, it, it, it's just one object with one video and I spent about one and a half month working on oh, it. Wow. I had yeah. all kinds of interruptions during that month. I don't know, I don't specifically know what happened, but I yeah. remember that I had a lot of different things, life things and work things, but fr- from beginning to finish was like one and a half month, so... Um, mm-hmm. A lot of sweat and patience went into that project, and yep. it was really challenging to try to do something without using specific hardware, like metal hardware to flip yeah. or something like that. So I just had to put my thinking cap on <laughs> yeah. a few times and come up <laughs> with a solution just using wood and physics, I guess. Yeah, but that it's. I mean, it seems like that video has performed really well for you. So it's it's nice when, yeah, you took that extra mm-hmm. time to to create something like that. But I think it's something that will or has been doing well for you and will continue to do well for you because it's yeah. such an original piece. Yeah, it's growing really, really fast uh, in relation to all the other videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I guess that this doesn't always happen, like the the amount of effort that you put into something, it's not, um, right. um, how do you say? Um, yeah, it doesn't always translate into the amount yeah. of benefit that but, it gives you. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, but in this case, I kind of expect, I mean, I don't, I didn't expect to, to get into the views that I'm getting right now. Um, I, I didn't create numbers in my head, but right. I... I thought that I pre-thought that this project might have some um, might captivate a lot of attention on people, and that's I guess that's mostly because that's something that most people can search for, and if yeah. even if they're not searching, if it is on the um, the suggestions bar on the right yeah. side or in the 
recommended videos or whatever. Exactly. Um, People get to click because it's something that most people can relate to because it's a sofa. Everyone sits and everyone's curious about seeing how this thing can flip. And I don't know. I guess it was uh, a nice idea. And but again, I, I didn't make this for the sake of the video. Uh, specifically because I really needed uh, a place for friends and family to sit when they just come over uh, and have a place for, you know, someone to sleep occasionally. Mm-hmm. So it was really something that I needed uh, and it it works really good uh, in here and it ended up working really good as a video and yeah. as a product. Yeah. So, you know, on the show, I always like to do hypothetical questions to people. So I just had a hypothetical question pop into my head um, while you were talking. So let's say that you could only choose one of these scenarios. You could either choose to make a project every two weeks, but they had to be like smaller in scale, or you had to wait two months. You always had to have two months per video, but they could be really big, grand projects. Mm. What do you think you would choose? And let's just for the sake of, of the sh- question, let's just mm-hmm. take like the okay. whole analytics yeah. part of it off of the table. So it's just mm. what you would enjoy. Okay, I would definitely enjoy uh, spending two months with the project Me and too. elaborating. Huh? You too? Me too. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there are some videos in, in my channel there. I wouldn't say that I'm not comfortable with because I am, but... They're not, it doesn't mean as much as other ones. So, right. um, and I know that I did those to kind of fill up in time and, you know, yeah. just, just so that the channel won't be um, abandoned for right. too much time. Because the projects that I often care most are the projects that take a, lo- a long amount of time. So I guess that's what I really enjoy, spending as much time as needed. And just um, another example is my editing. Um, mm-hmm. When when I finish a project, I always end up um, editing for too much time. Let's say, yeah, um, I do the same. <laughs> I don't know. I just I just wouldn't enjoy to put up all the footage together and uh, put it uh, quickly running and throw a yeah. title and you know, I I'm yeah. not saying that that's not interesting because that's what. Uh, some people that we also enjoy watching do, but that's that's not me, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I think so, at the end of the day, yeah. it comes down to what you enjoy doing, and that's the way that yeah. you enjoy making videos. And I'm, I think we're the same in that regard. That's the way that I enjoy mm-hmm. making the videos too. And I think it can, it, in terms of the way that people receive it, it can make such a difference in the way that you edited it all together. And so I always have that in mind when I'm editing that, you know, I want to spend that extra time to make it more of a entertaining piece or mm-hmm. more of a special thing for them. But also and for I think, you, I mean, oh, go ahead. I think, but also special for you. That's oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, just what you enjoy. And, and that's, I guess, kind of the bottom line of what I'm saying is you have to do the way you have to do it the way that you enjoy it at the end of the day because that's the only way that it's going to be sustainable and mm-hmm. that you're going to keep doing it yes you know if you hated the way that you had to edit <laughs> videos you'd be like oh forget this i'm gonna go do something else yeah 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 that's exactly what i think um 
Although there are a few steps in my case that I don't like that much. Um, mm -hmm. For example, the voiceover parts, it's actually the part that I, how do you say, procrastinate yeah. uh, <laughs> more to, to do. Uh, I kind of, I put all the footage together. That's the most exciting part for me and uh -huh. see how everything Uh, looks outside the camera like in a big screen um, right. and cut everything perfectly where I want and okay I, I could just forget about the voiceover but I know that the way that I filmed some things and during the process of making I start to create these uh, sentences and you know yeah. structure verbal structure in my mind that I know that I want to put on the final product so i just right. most of the times i can't just go ahead and 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 do it without the voiceover because there are some parts that need some explanation i mean the, the video can live without that but it's not the same even for me uh i wouldn't feel as proud let's say of the work right. if if it doesn't have all these things that i thought that would make sense right yeah that's something that i think about a lot too because I, w I don't know if procrastinate's the right word for me. I think it's probably the right word for you. But um, yeah, it's just something where you sometimes say, well, it would be easier for me to just put the video out right now mm -hmm. without doing a voiceover. And it might perform exactly the same. Who knows? You know, there's no way to really know for sure. Yeah. But something, yeah, kind of looking at that that pride part of it. So if you say, well, these are things that I'm, I'm making and that are going to be on the internet, you know, for forever, probably. So in 10 years, what do you want to be able to look back at and be proud mm -hmm. of? And so, yeah, okay. Yeah. It is worth that extra two hours that it's going to take me to write a voiceover and record it mm -hmm. and edit it and put it all in there. It's worth it because this is going to be there forever. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I want to, I want to look back at it and, exactly. and say, yep, yeah. that's, that's, that's what I was doing. <laughs> that's how I think about it as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I always try to live Uh, in a way that I, I want to try to make the older me look back and be yeah. proud of what I, what the younger me was. So yeah. Or at the very uh, least, not embarrassed of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, try, I always try. I'm not saying that I'm always trying to do the best that I could because doing the best that I could uh, often means taking maybe the two months that you were talking about yeah. um not for every single project but for some of them um yeah but yeah like in the amount of time that's available i always try right. to to do things that yeah I there's like. that there's that balancing act between too much time mm -hmm. and and then giving it the time that it deserves so it's basically saying okay here's a, a reasonable amount of time that i can dedicate this to this thing mm -hmm. how do i make it the best that i can and that i'm able to at this point in my life with that time yeah i i actually had a, a question uh not kind of question it's more of a curiosity uh okay. for you that's actually sure. related to time so maybe it's it's a good uh It's a good moment to incorporate that. So I wanted to just to ask, how do you mm -hmm. manage your time? Like you have a wife and a kid yep. and the house to take care of and all a job. your a job. Yeah, <laughs> a full time job. And you just work on the weekends, I suppose, for 
the channel. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's pretty much evenings and weekends. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of times what I like to do is, so if I know I have a really big project coming up, I'll use like a vacation day from okay. work and just say, okay, if I can get, if I can dedicate like these 10, 10 hours in a day to like really get this project like kicked off and get a, get a really good start on it. Mm-hmm. Now, over the course of the next week, I can just use the weekend and, and a couple hours per evening to like, you know, get it most okay. of the way there. Um, so that's usually the way that I go about it. Um, I mean, it's definitely hard, but it is one of those things where kind of going back to the question that I asked you about, you know, the two weeks or the two months mm-hmm. per project, since I'm like you and I would rather have more time. So even if I had all the time in the world or not all the time in the world, but let's just say I was doing this as a full time job, mm-hmm. it would still be almost impossible to come up with a unique new project every week yes. or every two weeks. It's just, you know, you need that time to have inspiration and, mm-hmm. and to, to think of things and to develop those things. Of because, you know, I, I usually don't want to put out my very first idea of something. I want to have the idea and then draw it 10 times and like really hone in on what I want it to be. So in a way, I think the t- the, the way that my channel is structured is, is how it can work best with for somebody that has a full-time mm-hmm. job and those other obligations. And who knows? I mean, maybe if I was doing it full-time, then my mindset would switch and I would start mm-hmm. thinking of more smaller things that I can mm-hmm. put out rapidly. But yeah, I mean, so maybe my frame of my, my way of thinking is dictated by my reality of knowing that I only have that amount of time. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I think that that is my personality and, and that they're just kind of, they align well. But yeah, in terms of actual time management, like it, it's very stressful. I know I've talked mm. about this before a little bit, but even though, you know, I do like my job, my day job, but just knowing that I have to be there 40 hours a week, there's that feeling of like, oh man, well, I can't keep up with everybody else. Like everybody else is running and, and mm-hmm. I'm shackled for eight hours per day to my desk. I can't be running with them. Um, yeah. So and it's, on it's the definitely... spare time you're doing your woodworking thing. So there's not yeah. much time left for other things, other activities. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is pretty much, I mean, luckily it is my hobby and my second job. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have like, you know, I'm not like, oh man, well, where am I going to find time to go skydiving like I wanted to? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> pretty my, my hobby is the woodworking, I guess. But even, uh, so I'll admit this, like there's times where I even feel guilty, like, on the weekend where I'll be outside watching my son ride his bike or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's important, but then like part of me is like, oh, I should really be in the garage working mm-hmm. right now. And I'll start to feel kind of guilty on both sides of that coin guilty for not working. You know, I feel yeah. like I should be working, but then if I did guilty for, Oh, I should be watching my son ride his bike because that's important for him yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's just, I'm sure everybody has those kinds of thoughts and you know, I don't think it makes me a bad person for <laughs> for having those guilty feelings. But yeah, that's, it's tough. It's tough. But, yeah. you know, hopefully yeah. I, I just focus on making the best things that I can. And then kind of coming into this, my idea was I'll, I'll focus on that. And then there's going to be opportunities that are going to come along. And I'll just try to make the most of those opportunities when they do come along. So, mm-hmm. you know, and plenty of opportunities have come along so far. And I think that they will continue to. And I think at some point, one of those opportunities is going to be doing this full time. And so when, when that's a reality for me, I'll just have to, you know, have a conversation with my wife and then mm-hmm. jump into it, hopefully. <laughs> but, but you're also making furniture to sell, right? Like a commission uh, not- work or something? 
Not anymore. So that's what oh. I was doing before. Okay. I still will, but kind of, so I, I still get a lot of inquiries from people. Mm-hmm. And what I usually tell them right off the bat is my number one focus is on the videos. So, cause the number one request I get is they see a project in a video and then they want that. And yeah, so replicate. I have to tell them, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm like, well, I can't really make a video on it. So mm. yeah. <laughs> but if you're interested in something else, basically, as long as it, it's not, so it's not a repeat build. You know, it makes for an interesting video that they can be happy with and that I can be happy with and mm-hmm. that they're willing to deal with a longer lead time because I might have a few projects already lined up that I have to do. So as long as it meets all of those criteria, then I'm happy to still take a commission piece. But mm-hmm. because, you know, you mix that in with the fact that it's expensive, most people who contact me, it's probably not going to turn into a reality. But that's one mm-hmm. of the other things that I'm hoping happens is that you know, so far with the videos, I've been mostly building things for myself, things that I either wanted or needed. Yeah. But I'm starting to hit a point where I don't need the stuff that I'm building anymore. (laughs) So hopefully that can kind of be worked into the business model of, okay, well, I'll come up with projects that interest me and I'll build them. And, you know, my focus will still be on the video. But then as a byproduct of making that video, I'm going to be left with a piece that I can sell. Mm-hmm. So it won't be custom in terms of like, you know, people being able to dictate what they want or the size, but it can still be, you know, that's awesome. I would like to have that. And then it works out for somebody and I'll sell it. So I think that's something that can happen in the future for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and how much time do you spend um, like sketching, uh-huh. uh, going over the idea until you decide that it's, this is what I'm going for and I'll yeah. just buy the wooden Uh, do, do, do you make like I I can see you do mostly um, um, digital drawing I think yeah pretty much um, and h- yeah. how long does does it take for you to do that because uh, I'm terrible with the uh, digital drawing uh, and even SketchUp I I yeah. just <laughs> see, I'm zero I, uh, yeah, yeah I started with for... that so so luckily I can do that part of it pretty quickly oh, okay like I I so I probably like just from the technical standpoint, I probably do that about as quickly as you might just sketch something by hand or, you know, within Mm. reason, maybe not quite as quick, but the technical part of it is not the long part. It's more of Mm -hmm. the thinking part of it. That's the long part. And obviously it varies from project to project, but like if you look at this record player video that I put out last week, Mm -hmm. um, or I guess to the listener a couple weeks ago. So that one, a lot of time sketching because in fact on my Instagram people can go back and look there's a album that I put up where it has like my concept drawings for it and there were probably you know I don't know 15 oh yes I've seen that image yeah (laughs) yeah and they're totally different ideas Mm -hmm. like you know the only similarity that they share is that they're all made to hold a record player and records Mm -hmm. but aesthetically they're completely different and so Mm -hmm. I spent several hours coming up with ideas until one of them really excited me. Mm. And then once I got to that, then I probably spent another couple hours fine tuning it until I was really happy with it. And I think that that probably comes from the fact that my background was making custom pieces for people. Mm. So, you know, when you're, when you're designing a piece that you're going to sell to somebody for a few thousand dollars, you know, you want to spend a lot of time coming Mm -hmm. up with it and making sure it's just right. And it, it, a lot of people might look at it as like little tiny details, but they're the things that I really want to spend the time on to make sure that they're just right. Whereas if you're putting out a project per week, you kind of do have to probably be like, all right, here's the idea. Let's get going because I I have 
five days until I, I need to turn this thing around. But yeah, I mean, so I like on a project like that, if I just had to guesstimate, probably mm-hmm. oof, five hours, six to okay. eight hours just drawing stuff. And yeah. And there's still time that you're not in front of the desk, but your brain keeps uh, evolving oh, yeah. the, the idea. And yeah, so that's an uncountable. I, know, I don't know if that word did exist. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, I was... Yeah. I don't know what it is for you, but for me, I feel like one of my most creative times is in that, I always call it like the twilight moment before you, when like you've laid down to go to sleep, but you're not quite mm-hmm. asleep yet. And you're kind of like drifting off. I've always had ideas pop into my um, head right then. I don't know if it's the same for other people, but do you have a time where you feel like most creative or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, uh, for me, it's actually the morning when I wake up. It, it has been for years and years. I just Now, do you wake up on your own schedule or do you have like an alarm go off that wakes you up? Uh, sometimes I put up an alarm, uh-huh. but uh, but I'm, my life is not very scheduled. So yeah. I can spend a week waking up at seven o'clock or even six by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, like the alarm, it's at seven, but I wake up at six and yeah. then I could spend another week waking at 10 or, yeah. but, uh, I can't sleep much anymore if, if, if I keep waking up, um, the contrary of early, uh, late, late. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, if I, if I keep waking up late, uh, that's because I also went to bed late, so yeah, I, I can't sleep much anymore. Yeah, um, see, I think for me, the morning ends tends to not be that creative because I'm usually getting up at like five fifty in the morning because oh, yeah, I got to go to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but even when I went when I when I was on on uh, on school and even on faculty, most of the times I woke up and and I stayed for a few minutes or maybe one hour in bed mm-hmm. just thinking, thinking, you know. Yeah. Yep. And and sometimes on the weekends I even I even um had this huge headache because I I didn't stand up, I didn't go to eat anything, so I just uh-huh. stayed like 3 or 4 hours imagining this thing and uh, uh, you just like focused on it so hard. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't sketch a lot and that's actually because uh that's why I I asked you about that. I don't mm-hmm. sketch um many things. Sometimes I put up some really bad drawings i'm not uh, a a very good drawer and uh, sometimes occasionally i make some scale models to visualize uh three-dimensionally what i'm looking for because um i cannot i cannot imagine uh very well mechanics you know like things that move and flip so that's why on the sofa video for example you see all those little uh skate models that i did yeah because i couldn't understand in my head how that would actually work but um for most projects i don't i don't do uh drawings and i i just lay down or sit on on a chair for one hour or two looking to the infinite and yeah. uh and imagining all all, all the things all the steps, how am I going to cut this and what's the joinery and how am I going to do that and start to, I start to see the problems uh, before yeah. they actually happen and and of course most of the times I have to change uh, right. some design uh, details because 
I just find some uh, troubles on the way. See, that's one of the things that I really love about 3D modeling is that it mm -hmm. lets me do exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because I always... So my initial drawings, even in the 3D models, they're usually not technically accurate. So I'll have like big chunks of things that are not made out of small pieces of wood the way that you Mm -hmm. would actually go about building it. But then once I have the aesthetic parts of it done, I'll always go through and make a detailed model that's how I would actually build it. So essentially I'm building through the piece virtually. Mm -hmm. And I find that that really lets me encounter those problem areas before I'm actually out in the shop and then think my way through them or come Mm -hmm. up with alternate ways to do something. And it it ends up, I think, saving me time in the long run. Mm -hmm. Would you... Now, do you... Are you interested in knowing how to and you just don't know how to use any 3D modeling software or what's Um, kind of been your experience with that? uh, I wish I could, but I don't see myself uh, like spending one week or something learning. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see See, myself taking the time to do it, to do it. But I at the same time, I I wish I could do it. So um, I think I could give you a crash course in SketchUp that would be like two hours and yeah, you're not going to be an expert, but it's going to be like, here's the things that you want to know for, for woodworking. And and it would be enough to be like, okay, we should do it. We should do a collaborative series. Chris teaches Chris. (laughs) Awesome. Because I've tried it a few times and what happens is that I spend like one full afternoon trying to make a box. It's, Uh and, and, and I, I find it really hard to move objects in the same axis or, you know, yeah. I, I replicate I, them and then I want to put them just just um, hitting each other. And I yeah. can do that. They they are they aren't coplanar and it yeah. just drives me nuts. And I could teach you things, all that stuff so quick. Like Chris. I could get you. Yeah. I could get okay. you rolling on it real quick. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's, yeah, that let's, would be cool. We'll talk about it another time. But yeah, that would, that would be a. That'd be a cool thing to do, because I th- and I think a lot of people would probably get a lot of benefit from that. that but I think awesome. it would definitely, I, I think it could definitely help you work more quickly and and think yeah. about things. It's just another way to think about things. Mm-hmm. But kind of going back to that topic of when you feel most creative. So, are there any things that you do when there are times that maybe you feel like you're having a block or like you're not being creative that mm. get you going? Um, mostly I just take the day off for mm-hmm. two days and just do something else uh, yeah. just get away from this place uh, be with people or or maybe just watch like a full uh, season of some series or yeah. something binge uh, watch <laughs> yeah I, I don't watch series often I just do occasionally and when I do it's like one entire day I watch like the full yeah. season or something like that <laughs> it's <laughs> just uh, that, let's get over with it because so, some of them of course are really um, catchy and yeah. I can just keep going and doing stuff so I just think yeah. okay let's finish this <laughs> and then yeah. my head will be um, free for something yeah, else But I think that's an important thing I mean I'm kind of thinking my way through what I'm going to say right now, but in a way, yeah, the mind is kind of like a muscle where it needs time off from things. So if you're constantly thinking about something, mm-hmm. you can get fatigued from it or, or you, you stop thinking clearly. Whereas like sometimes you need 
So maybe a show or just hanging out with friends or mm-hmm. maybe if it's on a, on a shorter time scale, maybe it's just going for a walk and listening to music or whatever. You need to just like get your mind off of it sometimes so that then you yeah. can come back to it fresh or mm-hmm. have new ideas, you know, just the same as, you know, if you were training your your body and you were working, you know, your arms out or whatever Mm -hmm. you can't just sit there and continually lift things because (laughs) you're going to fatigue and you're going to hit a point where you can't do it anymore you need to step away and do something else and then you can come back in a couple days and do it again Mm -hmm. the the times that i do the things that i'm saying it's mostly uh in between projects right yeah or or in times that i don't feel um um sorry inspired inspired exactly Mm -hmm. um because during the project's when I'm into them, it's it's really hard to to pull me off, right. um, and I, I I find a problem and I'm stick to that problem no matter what and right. and most of the times I I should just get away and uh, refresh my head but I I just don't <laughs> yeah. uh, and most times I just keep having the headache and. Yeah. Uh, and until I find the, the the real issue and and can and fix it. Yeah, I was kind of talking about it more from but, like the yeah, same mentality but, that you are of like creativity and and needing mm-hmm. to feel inspired about something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you actually approach a problem while you're working, it's probably yeah. I, I would say I would tend to keep thinking mm-hmm. on it to to yeah. try to find that solution. Or if anything, maybe you have like something else that's a, another part of the project that you can kind of work on yeah, for a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. Maybe I yeah. sometimes I skip steps and do something else that I know that I enjoy making um, mm-hmm. that's forward uh, and then go back to, to the problem, yeah. Yep. Well, I know uh, it's obviously a, a big time difference, so it might be starting to get late for you. I don't know if you, uh, you need to go eat dinner or something. <laughs> yes, <but>. I do. <laughs> I guess we should probably wrap it up, but it's been really cool okay. hanging out with you. It's it's cool to, you know, finally get to talk to you in real life after mm-hmm. emailing for several months mm-hmm. and everything. So thank <laughs> you yeah, for joining awesome. us and thank you for doing this. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me and uh, really wanting me to, to be part of this. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. And um, I, I usually don't talk much. I'm not much of a talkative person, even in real life. I mean, there are a few moments that I, uh, I don't know if you have this expression, but in Portuguese we say, falar pelos cotovelos is when you talk uh, uh-huh. from the, how do you say Elbow? For, you know, it, it's, it's a weird, it, it's when someone doesn't stop talking, just talks okay. the whole night and becomes... Yeah. Um, uh, very tiring for other people yeah. but uh, most of the times I'm kind of um, um, quiet person so in uh, uh, in English we call that diarrhea <laughs> of the mouth oh okay <laughs> it means you're just like yeah. spitting out words <laughs> yeah that should mean the same <laughs> it's uh, a little crude <laughs> yeah so it's it's not too easy for me to have this type of um conversations yeah yeah but it it worked really well and i accepted it also because it was you so (laughs) i didn't expect to to feel uh too constrained um yeah yeah it's because of my my (laughs) non-intimidating presence yeah i guess so (laughs) that's all right 
Cool. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris. Um, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap it up now. So everybody make sure that you're following us on Instagram at Modern Maker Podcast. We're going to have another episode coming up on Thursday and we'll be giving you more details on the YouTube video for all the two two by four challenge videos and submissions that we had. So look forward to that and we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye. Hey, where'd you guys come from? (laughs) I know. (laughs) We've been sitting here quietly for an hour while the podcast was going. (laughs) All right, later. Just waiting for our moment. Yep.